0: Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron.
1: Hello, Internet. Welcome into to the Best Things Podcast. My name is Craig. Next to me, maybe future president? Yes. <laughs> Aaron Brooks. Was that ever a dream or aspiration for you? I know Absol- you, you were it, really yeah. into politics. So. It
2: absolutely was. Um, I did. I thought that that would be the path that I went down. Yeah. Not sitting here doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I had some opportunities to potentially work my way up and maybe uh, end up in D.C. doing some stuff and... Uh, have a political career. Yeah. And then uh who knew where it was going to go? But yes, as a kid, I always I thought, yeah, someday
1: I'll be the president. Yeah. It could still happen.
2: Uh, yeah, it it could. I mean, I don't expect it to, but, uh, <laughs> You
1: you hadn't hit the eight, right? You're not 35 yet, are I'm not you? Not 35 yet. So I
2: mean, you have got Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not eligible. You're,
1: you're 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 not even
2: ready to think about it yet. No. It's <laughs> just The track that I'm on now is kind of diverged. Um, No, I I think I still know enough people that I could get back into the game. Yeah. I mean, I still really enjoy politics.
1: Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. I admittedly, and this is known information, I'm not much into politics. The closest I get to politics are, uh, I will watch on election nights, the big ones. (laughs) I'll pay attention to that. Yeah. and you're not having parties at your house, though. No, I'm not. Like, my,
2: we, we, we do Super Bowl style parties
1: at our house really? for election night. I, I know a lot of people that do yeah. that. My my old uh, editor at the newspaper used to have, mm-hmm. he would do election day chili. It, yeah, his and chili was, is supposedly very famous. Yeah.
2: I don't know that I've ever eaten any of his chili, um, but he always sends me a picture of
1: every yeah. every election that was, day. That's his big thing, man. Election uh-huh. day chili. It's it's a big deal to him. I just never got into politics, I, I, I guess, for, for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. I I mean I love s I love politi- I like watching political movies and TV shows Segway, right? but yep. I, I just I don't know. I think it's all the um uh, I, I think it's because movies and T V dramatize it so much, the actual thing is just so incredibly boring. <laughs> 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 and I just don't think it's that fascinating. Uh, let's see. Back at the uh what first of the year we
2: had the new Congress um and we had to elect a new speaker of the House, right? And in, oh, it has been since the 1800s that it has gone as many rounds of voting to elect a speaker of the House as what we saw this year. So for me, it was much watched television. Yeah. I mean, I had C-SPAN uh, <laughs> running constantly on my TV, and the and I'm on Twitter. I'm checking constant updates. You know, what are the Republicans doing? And, and to me, the drama was really uh, if. It was a lot like TV drama. I mean, unfolding the way that you would see it in a TV show. Uh, So, watching the Republicans go back and forth and uh, kind of have this infight about who would become the Speaker of the House. And so, the night that it looked like we were probably going to uh, elect a Speaker, I mean, I I sat up until two in the morning. Watching all of the proceedings, wow. watching you know when he was finally elected, and then uh, watch the the minority uh, leader uh, give a speech, and then watch Kevin McCarthy come in and give his speech, and you know I I set up just watching the whole thing, and then I watched all of the proceedings happen after that as they swear in the the
1: rest of the Congress. I mean, to me, it's just fascinating. Yeah, I love it. I, I like it from a distance. I think it's fascinating from a distance. I, I, I will say this, and we're not going to get into politics stuff. That's not our vibe here. Uh, but obviously we're talking about, uh, you know, the title of this, fictional presidents and stuff. But would you would you agree or disagree? Because for me, my favorite era of any kind of politics, my favorite seasons when it came to presidents and stuff like that seems to be George W. Bush through uh, the end of Obama. Those two presidents, so two presidents, two two presidents, two presidents also, was your favorite, era. but also the elections in between. Like I remember McCain being part of all those different things. That seems to be that was for me that was the most interesting. Um, maybe I'm, I'm I'd be maybe I mean, a there, weirdo or something. There's but.
2: no I was a I don't know ten year old kid in two thousand when the Bush Gore election happened, and I remember watching on TV. Uh, being glued to it we had a we had a major ice storm happen here in arkansas yeah. that took our power out for several days and we had a, a battery operated radio right. so i remember while the power was out at the house that we're sitting there listening to the radio to find out as this election has gone to the supreme court who's going to become the president of the united states uh, i mean hanging chads
1: yeah who yeah. ever heard of those <laughs> it was fascinating i mean yeah. the, the 2000 election was was really good it was you know the I didn't I wasn't really old enough to comprehend what was going on with Clinton stuff I mean in hindsight as you know now that now I understand a little bit more my dad knew Clinton you know so I had a connection there he he got to meet George W. Bush so I had that connection there uh, but I think it started out with all that that drama and intrigue and then you had 9-11 happen and that carried through George W's administration the rest of the way and then Obama you know is something that's never been done before so it's interesting and then since then there has been some there has been some drama and I mean, uh, yeah <laughs> must see tv for there, a lot of people but, there has been a lot of drama uh, more drama than I'm willing really to but the- <laughs> for me
2: as just a uh, a lover of history right. and studying things either the founding of the country and the first uh three or four presidents reading uh, that or world war 2 right i like to read in that era um those are probably my two favorite yeah and neither of those encompass my favorite president
1: yeah no who, who would have been in uh who, okay yeah let's talk about favorite president we're going to get into the 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 fun side in just a minute but we're this is interesting to us my favorite president is Calvin Coolidge.
2: <laughs> Calvin, yeah. I think you would be in a minority of people. <laughs> uh, no, I, I recognize I am in the minority of people when it comes to that, uh, more than likely. I think a lot of people don't know a lot about right, Calvin yeah. Coolidge. Uh, a lot of people know his nickname is Silent Cal. He didn't talk a whole lot. Um, but he has an incredible uh, autobiography and then just a, a fascinating biography that... That was written just a handful of years ago, called uh, Coolidge. Yeah, that's that's really good. But uh, Calvin Coolidge, and one of the biggest reasons I like him is because he, in his administration, was the last time that the actual size of our federal government shrunk. I mean, he went in with the idea of um, we need to shrink the size of government, not increase it. And it's just fascinating reading his uh, viewpoint on government and it being limited and smaller and staying out of the lives of everyday Americans. Interesting. And so, you know, that's right down my alley. Yeah. Um, I would, I, you
1: didn't think I was going there. I I didn't think you were going there. I I didn't know where you were going to go, but I just didn't expect Calvin (laughs) Coolidge to be at the top of your list. Uh, that's not one. If you were to give the top five presidents, that's not one that you would think would be Mm -hmm. in the top five discussion at all. Yep. Uh, we're not talking real presidents today we're gonna to talk fictional presidents. I'm sure we'll scatter in some other presidential facts throughout the day but uh, this was this was my pick and I just got sitting around this week thinking okay you know what President's day is coming up and what what there are some great TV and movie presidents out there uh, very entertaining and so uh, that's the that's the vibe today uh, so d- before it was
2: President's Day, yes. We actually observed a specific president. Well, two, right? Sandwiched him. This, this date's between? It's actually because of one. Oh, really? We observed one president's birthday. Okay. Do you know which president's birthday we observed? Based on what's on your screen, I'm going to say George Washington. George Washington. <laughs> uh, do you know his birth date? Is it not February 20th? It is not February twenty. Is it the twenty first? It's not the twenty first. Okay, I was really hoping it'd be the twenty first. It's the twenty second, <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, the day after yours. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it began as an observance of him. Yeah. And then after Lincoln, we lumped in both of them, and it was when, in. When did that happen? Do you know when that we just melded them together? Uh. Yeah. I've got that further down. Okay. What I wanted to get to though, is that. It wasn't until the late 1870s that this became a federal holiday, when a senator by the name of Stephen Wallace Dorsey from Arkansas really was the one who proposed the measure. And in 1879, President wow. Rutherford B. Hayes signed it into law. So there's kind of our our connection as Arkansans to this is that you know uh, our senator from the 1870s. Well, let's go, you know, proposed this that that we celebrate. Uh, washington's birthday and they eventually said we want to take this holiday move it to a monday so more people can have a three-day weekend right and the uniform monday holiday act combined the celebration of washington's birthday and lincoln's birthday because his is february 12th it was a state holiday in places like illinois and some others of course yeah Uh, So they join these two statesmen kind of recognizing George Washington um, for his role. And obviously Lincoln, many people would consider the two of them to potentially be the greatest presidents
1: that we've had. And rightfully so. Um, So, yeah, that's how we. uh, Did you say the date that. Or do we know when, when they actually made that decision to go them? It was. Because I in, feel like I remember as a, a, earlier on, like I remember seeing on calendars George Washington's birthday, Lincoln's birthday.
2: You do. But for some reason, when I'm looking at this, it says that the legislation took effect in 1971 okay. from an executive order from President Nixon, and they shifted the date from being February 22nd, which was Washington's birthday, to being the third Monday of February. Right. But it still feels huh. like you see yeah.
1: on certain calendars. I just looked on my calendar, didn't see it. But no. I, I remember Washington's birthday. Yeah. Being there. That's uh-huh. weird. Yep. Cause I used to I used to say all the time as you know, growing up, like my my birthday is a national holiday because it would usually yeah. fall on President's Day at some yeah. point. Well, uh, let's uh let's go from real presidents. To the fictional ones Let's get into it
0: Before we can figure out the best thing We have to talk about all the things It's time for The thing about the things
1: Fictional presidents There's a lot of movies and TV uh, That have um, Presidents involved And for obvious reasons if it's not a documentary or based on real events, they don't want to use a real president or a sitting president or anything right. like that. So they will substitute in uh, a fake president. Even if it's just for a scene or for backstory, some of these movies focus in on that character. Uh, but the the cinema landscape is full of a lot of good ones. Let's just go down the list. Go down our respective lists here and see, uh, see how many of these cross over. Uh, and combined. Do you want to start first? Or do you want me to go? You go ahead. Okay. Right off the bat, I'm going to talk about a two-time president, uh, although I'm having trouble remembering what the second one he was in is called, the movie. Uh, but Morgan Freeman, most notably known as Tom Beck in Deep Impact in 1998.
2: He was also the president in Olympus Has Fallen.
1: Yes. That's the other one.
2: He was, I believe, Speaker of the House, and...
1: President and vice president die, and yes. he ends up as president. Right. Uh, so, yes, Morgan Freeman, Tom Beck, Deep Impact. Deep Impact, this is your tip. This was your 90s disaster movie. Uh, there was a string of these kinds of movies that went. I want to say, I don't know if there was a president in like uh, Volcano or Dante's Peak, right? Or any of those kinds of movies. Armageddon. I, I'm sure. There's probably reference to some, but I don't know that you ever really... I'm trying to remember.
2: It's it's interesting that you mention disaster movie because it has just been in the last couple of days that apparently I'm wearing Erica down with disaster movies. Really? It's one of my favorite genres <laughs> I of love film, them, man. I love a disaster. And I told her, I was like, sometimes they can be really cheesy. Yeah. Um, but... I am still here for the cheesy disaster groups. Yeah. I just watched one uh, that I had never heard of called Geostorm. Yeah. It's got Gerard Butler. We just watched that last year sometime. Somebody else, I had never heard of it and just saw it pop up. I was like, oh, I got to watch this. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's not necessarily a great movie, but it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an entertaining movie. Impending doom yeah. in a movie,
2: especially, you know, when it relates to the end of mankind, Mm -hmm. humanity, I'm just kind of interested in it. Or uh, if it's multiple tornadoes, uh, I forget which movie it was. Twister? Uh, Twister, (laughs) and then there was another one that I watched a few months ago that had like one town was hit by like 20 tornadoes at one time. It was super cheesy. (laughs) I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Are you referencing Sharknado? (laughs) It was not Sharknado. I've never watched Sharknado. That one is a bit beyond what
1: I'm willing to watch. (laughs) They made like six of them. Yes. I don't know how they kept making those, but I watched the first one. But you feel
2: like the ones where the president has some sort of role in it. Right. How do you handle the impending end of the world?
1: Yeah. And you've got Morgan Freeman in this movie who is... is, when, When you think of... In your mind, when you picture like who you would want a president, like he's one of the people that yeah. I picture would be a fantastic president in real life uh, because he has a calming, level-headed voice. You, you don't see him going high and low. Uh, he does a great job in that film as, as well.
2: And the I want to point out, though, something that I have found interesting about this movie, it, and, it, and one of the articles I was reading actually mentioned this, is how this kind of low-level TV reporter somehow gets the better of the president and the entire administration mm-hmm. to break this story. Yeah. And I don't know. That that always kind of bothered me. Like, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Right. No. That, that's not going to happen in this movie. Um, although, he... He didn't really have much of a plan to save the world in no. this movie. <laughs> no. When you think about, it, he was not a very good president at this point. <laughs> I mean we talk about yeah. how you want, you know, him to be a president potentially,
1: but he was. I, I don't. He didn't have a plan. No. But is that on him or is that on the people who surround? Because really, I mean, if you think about it, the the president, yes, has power, but it's it's a lot of the people. He puts a lot of people in charge of coming up with that stuff. He can't he can't carry the weight of the entire world on his shoulders. No, I,
2: you you're exactly right uh and that's one of the interesting things in real life reading about transitions from one administ- administration to the next just how difficult it is for people who have never held this office to walk in and suddenly You've got 20, 30, 40, 200 people. They're now the ones running the entire country, and they've never been in any of these offices trying to put a government together. And you you have a transition of three months? Less than that, I guess, really. Because you win the election the first Tuesday in November, and you take office at the end of January. Yeah, so you're talking two months, really. Which it used to they would take office in March. Oh, really? And there have been some people that have suggested that we go back to inaugurating the president in March for the exact reason of it takes a while to <laughs> yeah. to build this and if you want to build the best cabinet you can build right, yeah. don't give somebody 45
1: you days and fling it together you know we're, we're kind of like
2: running the country with you know like
1: chewing gum we're just like we're macgyvering <laughs> this situation and and just about the time that that sitting president starts getting what they want to start happening it's time for, it's, re-election. It's time for <laughs> re-election yeah and so they'll either win it and okay great that second term tends to be the one you see more things happen but if you lose it then it just starts nothing the whole gets, process gets yeah uh
2: and i've talked with some lower level elected officials that have talked about that especially some of the ones who have had two-year terms they're like by the time you you enter office and you start to get a feel for what you're doing you got to turn around and start running for re-election again it's hard yeah, to do anything it
1: is. you know i don't uh, know that i don't I wouldn't want to do it i just wouldn't i don't think i'd want any any say in any of that i'm happy yeah. i'm happy being a pawn <laughs> <laughs> uh who do you got uh uh
2: i wanted to talk about a tv president by okay. the name of david palmer righty you remember david palmer from 24
1: okay i <laughs> Excuse me. I have never seen 24. I know. Wait. What? This sounds like the kind of show what? I would love. Hang on. How have you not <laughs> seen 24? This was before the streaming world, right? But it was like one of the biggest shows on TV. I know, but I, I don't know. When did it when did it come on? Do you do
2: you know? Do you uh, remember? Man, this would have been mid-2000s. I mean, I see the, the years.
1: Like What day of the week did it come on? Oh, I don't remember. That, remember, back in that those days, like that. Yeah, it, it mattered. That mattered. It so, mattered which day of the week. And so I feel like I had something else going on or there was some reason I, I never got into it. And by the time I could, it was just too late. And uh, you have not streamed it, though? I since? haven't. No, it's, it's uh, whenever I had a DVR, remember those things? Uh, I, I, I DVR'd a bunch of reruns, but then never, never got around to it. I, this is one that needs to be on my list because I hear it's, Incredible. Won a bunch of awards. It's fantastic. But I do love Dennis uh, Haysbert. He's the Allstate guy, right? Yeah. He's great. I I like him in in everything I've seen him in. uh, So I can imagine he'd make a really good president. This little snippet says he was confident.
2: Uh, He was a confident, commanding U.S. president, but one who had to watch his back within his own administration and family.
1: Uh, There were a couple different presidents on that show, weren't there? Or was he it the entire Mm. time? or maybe cuz they did some spin-offs, didn't they? Yes, there was so a maybe that's what There I'm was
2: a, another 24 that had a female president. I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time since I've watched the series. Yeah. Luckily, you've got you've got some hopefully downtime yeah. coming up soon where you're going to be uh, around the house for a while. Right. I would tell you that you need to put 24 on your list.
1: Yeah. I do I do want to do that. I, uh, that's uh that's a show I've I've always uh I've always enjoyed. Or not enjoy because I haven't seen it. I've wanted to enjoy. It seems like something I would enjoy rather. Um, you referenced a, a, a series uh, of movies that I want to talk about. One of this is this is high on my list as far as a great fictional president. Aaron Eckhart as Benjamin Asher in Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen. Okay, um, he was a great president. He carried himself very well. Uh, he had just kind of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he was caring, but he was also very um, decisive, action-packed. You know, that, that movie, those movies in general were really good. Gerard Butler. I like, and I'm going to reference another movie in just a second, because they came out almost at the same time. Jamie Foxx uh, during White House Down. Yeah, so there was
2: a little string there where we had, like, the government's falling apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not like Jamie Foxx as president. I have trouble I seeing him as president. That To me, that does not fit Jamie Foxx's
1: role. No. White House down far... Far and away worse than Olympus's Fallen. Yes. And they was, came out within months of each other. It was like
2: the off brand exactly. Olympus's Fallen. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Olympus's Fallen was done so well that White House Down just felt like a knockoff. Was White House Down the one that had Channing Tatum in yes. it as well? Yeah. It was. At first, when I first heard it, I thought it was going to be like a spoof, like a parody. Right. Like Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. But no, it's a serious movie.
1: Jamie Foxx has done some good serious movies, but when you put those two together, and even some of the clips I remember seeing in the trailer, and some the movie itself is a lot more lighthearted. They make stupid jokes in it. Like, there's one reference that Jamie Foxx, as the president, has to go get his Air Jordans. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Like... So I would put him probably in the worst category. I don't know that we'll do a worst category, but Aaron Eckhart, uh, I just love him in general. A lot of his, you know, he was, he was a special place in my heart. He was Two-Face in in, uh, The Dark Knight, but uh, that whole movie was really good. Both, all three of those um, are really good as well.
2: The next guy that I want to mention is from a TV show called Madam Secretary that was on from 2014 to 2019. Heard about it, never watched it. Uh it's probably a little too well, I don't know, cuz there's some other political shows that you yeah. like. You you might like Madam Secretary. Uh but uh President Conrad Dalton uh played by Keith Caradine? Caradine? Not sure how you pronounce his last name. I've seen him in several uh several different movies over the years and TV shows but when i think of a president the look and the sound just his cadence the way that he talked the way that he conducted himself this guy fit the mold of what you would think a real life american president would be yeah and i he uh he was the president for all um, but one season of it, when the star of the show, as Madam Secretary, the Secretary of the United States, uh, Tia Leone, she ends up taking over as president. Oh, really? Um, in the final season of Madam Secretary. And I enjoyed watching her as well. The, the, but just the entire show as a whole, watching the inner workings, especially from a State Department level, I thought was really good. But as a TV president... Conrad Dalton every time i saw it, it you could almost lose yourself in watching him thinking oh this guy is a, he, he's really a politician yeah he was that good
1: let me ask you a question when it comes to these tv presidents that we 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 look at and go they're really good i could see them doing it do you think it how do you think that that reflects on our actual political landscape like does it put too uh, unrealistic, too much unrealistic expectations on the actual administrations that we elect. Like you know, there, there's one obviously we're going to mention it later that will be yeah. a number one seed from one of us that uh, that we we look at. We can talk about it in just a minute, but like a, a lot of these that we've talked about so far, they look. We look at them like strong. A lot of them are younger than any precedent <laughs> that we've had in a long time, maybe except for uh, Obama. Like I guess Clinton was pretty young though too. Yeah, so I mean, but most of them, uh, most presidents, you know, you think of older. Uh, so I mean, and they're virile, they're 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 actiony. They 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 speak so well. I mean, does that does that put unrealistic expectations on the actual presidents that we elect? Uh,
2: you know, I think that it could have some impact with the electorate. That in our minds, this is what a president is. And sometimes they don't turn out to be that way. Yeah. And that can go for either side. Um, It's interesting, I mean, because you you mentioned the kind of the youth that we might see in some of these guys that are portrayed. And our current president and our last president have been a couple of our older presidents presidents that we've had. I was just reading this statistic the other day that Bill Clinton hasn't been president since the end of... Since 2000. Yeah, since January 20th of 2000. That's 23 years ago. He is still younger than our current oh president. God. You know, <laughs> he was elected president in 1992. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that just kind of... That'll blow your mind. Blows your mind. Wow. And it's interesting to kind of step out of the TV and movie role and bring it back to a real-life perspective, sometimes I look at it and I think there's a lot of people in Washington that have been around for decades and decades and decades. I mean, you've got people who were alive in World War II that are running the show, and it's like, why aren't there newer phases? How do these people stay there forever and ever and ever? Yeah sometimes I wonder when they go to talking about big tech and they start talking about tech, I mean, half of them probably couldn't operate their smartphone oh, without help. Absolutely. And they're the ones making the rules and regulations yeah.
1: for how technology yeah. is, is used, you yeah. know? And it's like, ah, I don't know. I I would a hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> you wonder if 35 being the the minimum age, you know, I get why that's there. I absolutely do because I'm, I'm 37 tomorrow and I, I, I still feel like a kid. <laughs> I don't know that I've grown up yet. So I get why that's, yeah. that's a minimum, but there should be, should there be a cap on the other end of that? <laughs> should there be a maximum age uh, that you're elected? I mean, the same thing with like Supreme Court, you know, that's a lifetime, you know, it's a, it's a lifetime appointment. And so you're like, okay, th- we, we've got a, I don't know. Maybe that's again, <laughs> unrealistic expectations, I guess we have on things, but, um, let me go, let's let's stay in TV for just a minute, and I want to talk about one show that I really loved its first season. Its first season was really good, and then it kind of, I thought it was going to be the next West Wing. Right. Uh, and that is Designated Survivor. Yes. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland as president, or not president at the beginning of the this, this show, Tom Kirkman. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it or heard about it, but. There is a there is is it a clause or a law, yeah. So it's the uh, the order of succession, yeah, which requires any time during the state of the, of the union primarily because that is when
2: the, you have the, the entire, entire line, cabinet. Yeah, is everybody
1: together. is is together. So if something happens, there needs to be somebody during the country. So they usually put some secretary of agriculture or urban development, yes. somebody way down on the list there. Because typically, you know, president, vice president aren't always going to travel together. And if they do, you know, your, your other people are still going to be in Washington. They're not all going to be together. So the odds of something catastrophic happening are very low, except for that one day. And so the show is about that premise, that, that worst case scenario happening. State of the Union is happening. And is it like terrorist or something? Just... Yes, they just. I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time since I watched that first season. The Capitol building, and so the entire cabinet, the president, everybody's gone, which makes uh, Robert Kirkman, (laughs) he created the Walking Dead, Uh, Tom Kirkman, uh, Secretary of Agriculture or something, uh, is now president. And I mean, it starts off, no pun intended, with a bang. Like I mean, that first episode (laughs) is like, here we go. Uh, Yeah,
2: it was set up really nicely, and then I don't know it went from being network tv to streaming I, there was yeah. some sort of change it, it that moves happened to Netflix uh, after I don't, like 2 seasons it got canceled yeah it just it lost whatever it had and i never went back and was able to get into it again the yeah
1: that first season at least that first half of that first it was so good i mean it set itself up really well the pacing was good i think they just jumped the shark a little bit on some of the stuff i think they leaned into you know, there were, there were shows like Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder and all those kind of drama shows, and I think they leaned a little too much into that instead of sticking with what got them some good success with the political drama side of things instead of going off the rails on relationships and all that kind
2: of stuff. And it's interesting, Kiefer Sutherland is in this because he is also the main star, right, of uh, Twenty Four. That's true. He's Jack Bauer. That's true. Full circle. Yep. Who else you got? Well, you just mentioned the show I want to talk about, and that is Scandal. Okay. Uh, One of Shonda Rhimes's political thrillers. She had done some really good TV. And in this series, you have Tony Goldwyn playing the president uh, Fitz as... You knew him in the series, but Fitzgerald Thomas Grant the Third. Now, doesn't that just strike you as a presidential name? <laughs> it does. For, uh, That's a very Fitzgerald presidential Thomas name. Fitzgerald Thomas Grant the Third. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is? He looks presidential. He somewhat acts presidential. Yeah. But then, I don't know. Ba- the, the show itself, Scandal, there's just all of these things going on behind the scenes. What? <laughs> that it it gets very... At first, there's some good storyline to yeah. this. Like, he was put into office. He thought he was legitimately elected president, but there's people in the background that are uh, bad faith actors that are pulling strings and, you know, put him into office and then he finds out about it. And so it's interesting watching all of this. But somewhere three or four seasons into the show, it becomes much more of a soap opera. Really? Than it does this uh political drama or right. slash thriller. Yeah. And it kind of went off the rails there, I felt like. He was a good president until him and his wife end up divorced, and then he's having an affair with multiple women and sleeping around, and then she runs for president against him you know it's just yeah. there's a lot of weird things going on but as a president himself he uh, he was he was pretty good yeah I enjoyed watching him you know when did this when was the show out again probably
1: 2010 2015 okay. somewhere in that range one thing I think I've noticed more of and maybe this is just me as as I get older I get more crotchety but I wonder if you know a lot of these shows that we're talking about that kind of go off the rails a little bit and they lean into a certain demographic which I guess that's been around for a long time but I wonder if it's not the uh, the the result of metrics you know like they can you can now see specifically due to streaming and downloads and stuff like that exactly who your audience is that's watching it and so you wonder if there are certain demographics of people that are watching it and so they just lean heavily into that and it isolates another audience demographic whereas you know older shows it felt like they they had a vision and they stuck with it right um you you, of course you had some that would deviate but it seemed like the all the good ones stuck with their storyline and just followed through with it and you just wonder if that's part of it um we can stick around tv for just a second um i want to give just a couple of very uh uh, or one quick honorable mention as we're talking about um you talked about um. a wife who ran against um, her husband. We got to talk about House of Cards for just a second. Yes. I I want to make sure we mention that. I have not seen it yet, so I can't talk too much about it, but I think you can because isn't that a a plot point when when (laughs) Kevin Spacey can no longer Uh, uh, assume the duties of president? (laughs) So,
2: I mean, if you wanted to have a worst just – and I'm not even talking about Kevin Spacey's personal life. I'm just talking about as their characters. Right. Frank Underwood that he plays uh is one of the and his wife claire yeah uh portrayed by robin um right right yes okay. they are really bad people <laughs> they're they're really really bad people, and they could easily be named the worst really? uh, political couple. Uh, a TV political couple, I think Yeah, it, it would be easy. But Frank Underwood is this congressman who really wants to be president and does some really, really shady stuff to get to be president. And then his wife ends up wanting to have a lot of power as well. And then, of course, due to Kevin Spacey's uh, personal life, they ended up having to write him out of the show and so Claire Underwood ends up becoming president. Mm. Uh, so again, just like in Scandal, where you have uh, Fitzgerald Grant, you ended up having Melly Grant as president. Here, it was kind of like the... This was the streaming version <laughs> of that. You know, uh, Netflix could do more than what they could
1: on ABC. Right. But yes, he... Uh, in its prime... When it first came, like, this was like the first big streaming show of Netflix's, Netflix's
2: wasn't it? Boy, it, it feels like it. I, I'm trying, yeah, 2013. This this really made their streaming service something that people needed to go get. All right. If you didn't already have Netflix, it yeah. was like House of Cards is a is a must-watch show. And, and in those first two to three seasons... What'd you give it? Uh, probably... Somewhere between an eight and a ten, depending wow. on the, I mean it was it was good. I need to
1: watch it then. Well, going from maybe the worst, we gotta talk about the best then. I I know something that we a show we both love. Uh arguably probably my favorite. uh we're talking the West Wing. Yep. Martin Sheen as Josiah Jed Bartlett from the West Wing, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand six. Um It's just a fantastic—I mean, just Aaron Sorkin, the man's just like a genius. I just—we need to do a whole uh, filmmaker-director episode at some point because him and Christopher Nolan, man, are just—they are 1A and 1B for me in a lot of ways. But Martin Sheen, which originally was not supposed to really be involved in the show. Yeah, he was supposed to be just kind of a one-off or a, a just a guest appearance character. It was supposed to focus on the rest of the White House staff. But I think he did such a good job. Stole at, the show. And he really did that they kept him around. And really, the entire show just follows his presidency. Because, I mean, it, it it wraps up his his last year in office. Yeah. Uh, he had two terms as president. Right. And so you pick up with him probably, I would say, w- less than a year in to his yeah. first term or for his first year. Very, very early on in the presidency. Um, which, you know, I I think about it now. You know, the word POTUS just seems so commonplace yeah. to us. Like we've you used know, it all the time. Yeah, it's on Twitter. It's the president's handle on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that first episode of the show, when they say some guy named POTUS, they act like they've never heard that yeah. before. And I'm, I'm just <laughs> putting myself back in 1999. Was that not common knowledge? Uh. Just, yeah, Martin Sheen just steals the show. Incredible president, great leader. Uh, again, th- he is one of those people that I think of when I think of uh, unrealistic expectations for an actual president. Yeah, uh,
2: I mean, and it helps when you have a great set of writers. That's true. Yes, <laughs> that are that are writing this. I mean, if if you could if you could write how things go, I'm sure yeah. every president's administration would like to have instead of just speech writers that they could have writers that would write. Here's how the Everything. here's how this term is going to play out. Uh, I'm sure they would love to be in charge of being able to make that happen the way right. that they do on the West Wing. But um, I don't know. It's just such a great show. And it, it felt like it was a show no matter which political side of the aisle you're on. Right. It was a show that you could still kind of enjoy whether or not you agreed with everything politically about it, yeah. because it wasn't necessarily motivated at trying to change your political beliefs right, about yeah. something, um, which it's, I think is what a
1: good show does. I, I know, agree. We're most of these shows are going to lean, or they're going to highlight probably a democratic yeah. perspective, just because yeah, that's lean Hollywood, a little left. But uh, and so, yeah, you know, this was a democratic president, so they would. I use very loose quotes vilify the Republican party because i mean that's what that you would, what you yeah. would do and i've heard so many people say this that show is probably the most accurate depiction of the what the white house looks like
2: I, i'm sure that it's probably pretty close yeah. i mean just reading other books by people who have worked in white house administrations it feels like it's a pretty good representation
1: and it just shows you how how much the staff has to do not just elected officials but like oh, the yeah. staff they have the chief of staffs the deputies the 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 communications directors the speech writers the secretaries the there's Everything. a lot of grunt work going on there's that so never much. gets seen yeah nobody will ever there are people that have worked in the white house that no one knows who they are yeah no one will ever know their name but they they their they're doing things that are affecting us in our everyday yeah. lives every day uh,
2: and and that show alone had such a great cast uh, that I... I loved Martin Sheen, but uh, the guy who played Leo, John McGarry... Uh, no, that was... Leo McGarry. Leo McGarry John, John... Oh, man. You remember? Spencer. Spencer, yes. Uh, who died while the, the show was going on late, right, yeah. late in the show, mm-hmm. but John Spencer as just being this aide to the president...
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, That I, I guess I never realized how involved the chief of staff was to the presidency. I mean, a lot of people would tell you that the
2: chief of staff is really the one who runs the country. Yeah. I mean, in most administrations... The chief of staff, if you want to talk to the president, you're going through that guy. You would think the vice president is really the yeah, next and it,
1: most powerful official,
2: but it's really not. it's not. And a lot of times, like I just finished reading um, Mike Pence's new autobiography, and he, he talked about this and how it was a little different in the Trump administration, and that was when he called the first, the second day in office, he called the White House to talk to President Trump, and the switchboard operator put him through to the chief of staff and they were both confused. And he said, I'm trying to talk to the president. And he said, well, I don't know how you got to me. And they found out that that's how it generally works, that most presidents ask their chief of staff, if the vice president calls, you talk to him. I don't want to talk to him unless it's necessary. And so president Trump said, no, we're not going to do that here. If, if Mike Pence calls put him directly through to me
1: the amount of filters there are before it gets to the man in the chair is ridiculous so
2: the chief of staff can really determine what sits on the president's desk and what he's going to look at you know so there's
1: a lot of power in that unelected position it it is so incredible and so this show does a great job of of kind of highlighting that making it known letting them know the weight that they have to carry and how much stuff goes into a day a single day uh, that this is not a nine to five, <laughs> yeah. like this is a five a.m. to ten thirty eleven p.m. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, and anything can happen at any point that you get called into. Yeah, it's just I, I, I love the detail they go into. You can tell they did their research. Uh, you can tell that the the actors portraying these characters care a lot about what they're doing as well. And
2: I would I would add. Another great TV president is the guy who followed Jed Bartlett. Yeah. Jimmy Smith. Yeah. As, uh,
1: Matt, Matt Santos. Yes. Yeah. I would I would have loved to see another four seasons, eight seasons. And I've that. always
2: wondered, is that there? Is that something they have talked about? Do we bring this back? And will they?
1: I, 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 every So I watch the West Wing every election cycle. So every two years, like clockwork for me, I'm, I'm rewatching The West Wing. Sometime sooner, but usually every two years when the election season starts back up, that's my election coverage <laughs> is rewatching The West Wing. And so inevitably, as I'm watching it, I will I'll pull up Google or something. I was like, Are we are we getting a reboot? Are we getting a reboot at any point? Joshua Molina, who played Will Bailey, uh, yeah, in the second half of the series, uh, has said he's open to it. Uh, there have apparently have been conversations with Aaron Sorkin and. Uh, Melina and people like that—that uh, that there there could be a reboot coming or uh, a resurrection coming. I'm telling you, okay, this is this is the fanboy in me talking right now. 2020, they did the uh, the reunion. They special. did the reunion. Yep, they happened to pick a specific episode. Where in that episode? Jed Bartlett, President Bartlett, looks at Rob Lowe's character, yes. Sam Seaborn, and says, one day you're going to run for president. I have always <laughs> wanted to see Sam as president. I would love a show where he is president. That yes. would be just incredible. Whether you know, I know not everybody in the rest of the cast can come back, but give him that, that central figure and build it off that nostalgia. Let him be the lead. Have have that similar style and writing using modern day stuff, yeah. Situations, uh huh. I'd love to see it. It'd be so much fun. And you you you're telling me that would not be successful <laughs> streaming on HBO Max? Like, come on, <laughs> right? Are you kidding me? Right? Uh, you got any other TV before we switch over to to more movies? We've already talked some movies, but we'll go back to movies. Uh, I have exhausted all of my TV. Okay. Uh, one quick honor. I have not seen this show, but it came up on a lot of lists. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. On oh, Veep. And Veep. Uh, That's one I have, I've never seen. Have not seen it, but apparently she, she becomes president and did a great job. Okay. Movies. Uh, you got a movie? Yes.
2: Harrison Ford. Yeah,
1: he's on my list too.
2: As President James Marshall in Air
1: Force One. Uh, 1997. Again, disastrous Disaster. movie. Yes. Uh, chaos ensuing. I, uh, terrorists have
2: hijacked the most secure plane in the world. Yeah. I don't know that this really ever could happen. No. I don't think it could. Just, I mean, just based on some of the documentaries I've watched on Air
1: Force One. You had Gary Oldman uh, as the bad guy on here. And I love the part where uh, Harrison Ford just tells him, get "Get get off off my my plane. plane. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Harrison Ford, in his prom, Mount Rushmore, man, for me. I loved Harrison Ford. He's good now, but like in his prime, man, 90s. You know was, how old he is? How old? He's 80. Are you serious? I was watching uh
2: 1923, which he's currently playing in. I was just like he is looking old.
1: <laughs> so I looked it up and I was like, "Oh,
2: he is old. <laughs> he
1: is old." Um action star life, man. It'll put a toll on you. I guess so. <laughs> I didn't realize
2: he was that old. It's going to be sad when we lose really Harrison is. Ford.
1: Yeah, it is. He is a national treasure.
2: Uh, <laughs> was there a
1: president in National Treasure?
2: Yes. He's on my list to talk about. Go ahead and talk about him. Then. Uh, in the second National uh, Treasure movie, I had it pulled up here a second ago so I could tell you his name, but they are... uh. Searching for this treasure of, of the city of lost gold. Yeah. And of course, they decide in National Treasure Book of Secrets. That's the that's the actual name of the second movie. Uh, but they determine that they have to kidnap the president. I'm looking for his name. There he is. Bruce Greenwood. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I recognize his face, though. So do I. Star Trek. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, Captain Pike. Pike. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's how I know him. I, uh, I oh, I enjoyed his presidential role. Yep. So they are at, uh, they are at George Washington's home. Okay. And they find this secret underground tunnel. Ben Gates, Nicholas Cage's character. On, I heard Ben Gay. <laughs> My... <laughs> Old man Ben Gay. <laughs> Uh, the president on his birthday, Ben Gates has he has schemed to make all of this happen just to get the president here, and he gets him alone and kidnaps him and puts him into this tunnel, and then I don't remember that this. this was in the second one. Yeah,
1: I don't remember that. You don't remember this? I don't know, I don't know if oh, I saw the second one.
2: You need to watch the second one then. So the president, he's got to be able to get him to give him the. Codes necessary for the president's secret book. There is a book that all presidents have that has every secret of our nation's history in it. The JFK assassination, aliens, uh, aliens, all of this. He probably knows what's going.
1: Roger Rabbit, (laughs) probably so.
2: All of these things that are being shot down over the country right now, it's probably in there. What this really is. What's
1: really in a chicken nugget?
2: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So he gets the president alone. And he he tells him, he's like, uh, you realize that if you don't find this lost city of gold, that you will be tried for kidnapping the president, all of these different things. He's like, yeah. And so he finally, you know, leads him out of this tunnel and tells him, here's how to get away. And the president's standing on the side of this highway and flags down this trucker waves him down and gets into the cab of the truck and you, you know the guy's just like what the president of the United States is here you know uh, but he, he's 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 a good president he doesn't have a huge role in the movie but I really really liked him in it
1: yeah hey I'll take it alright I gotta mention speaking of movie presidents uh, there's one we have to refer to
2: perhaps it's fate
1: that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Woo!
2: Come on! That just fires I'm you up. Not ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> it is what I have listed as the greatest presidential speech... Yeah. In TV and movie, I'm with you, man. Uh, Bill Thomas, Pullman, yeah, Thomas J. Whitmore, which is a, another great presidential name. It, it sounds very presidential. Yeah,
1: who? Bill Pullman, fired uh, up, man. Uh, wh- what else is he in? Do you know? Does he do anything else? Yeah, he's been in. He's been in, in several different other things. Let me. Let me. I'll pull it up while you talk about the movie. Uh,
2: Independence Day, which I believe came out in '96, and then they brought us the, the sequel out. What was it, 20 years later? Was it 2016 when it came out? Yeah, something like that. It was not great. It, it was not. He had really aged <laughs> from the, uh, the second. Uh, but, wow. This is, in many ways, a true picture of what a lot of our presidents have been, and that is going from a war hero to the Oval Office. And in this movie President Whitmore goes from the oval office to the cockpit of a fighter plane to try to save the world from aliens. I mean, he is yeah. the ultimate depiction of Gets he is it, putting man. country above self. I mean, he 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 believes that it is his duty that he is he is not bigger uh, or better than any other man. It's his responsibility to lead the way, you know. So he was not trying to do anything that he was asking other people to do.
1: Yeah, he uh he hasn't been in probably a ton of stuff I especially didn't think recently. So. He's been in a few movies that you may have known, but um he actually uh has been the president in another thing. I didn't realize this. What? Never watched it. But apparently the show called 1600 Pen" and from it lasted like one season, I guess. Huh. Uh 1600 That's a pretty good looking cast. Josh Gad is in it. I I vaguely remember hearing about this. Yeah. Uh but he was President Dale Gilcrest uh for thirteen episodes. Huh. Uh, I guess it did not do very well. It got a five point seven on IMDB and aired on I don't I don't know where, but I wanna say NBC.
2: It looks NBC. It looks NBC. Doesn't it? Isn't <laughs> that funny how that so how
1: weird networks that. have a look? But it looks NBC. Yeah, it looks NBC ish. He is just man. That that speech. The movie itself is great. It's a it's a classic. Uh, I think he is definitely a contender when it comes to a fictional president. Yeah. I, are for, for are that we speech alone?
2: <laughs> are we pairing these up as movie versus TV? Maybe we should each pick two of our
1: favorites from each. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Who else do we got? Okay. I've got. Uh, we got to mention Michael Douglas as President Shepard from yeah. The American President. Another Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Film.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, he is single in this movie. Yes. And it is about the president trying to find love yeah. and date as president of the United States. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> uh,
1: that would be the most difficult thing in the world would to do. Be incredibly difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. I wanted to mention a couple of uh, portrayals of presidents. I know of we're talking real, about real-life yeah, presidents. I know we're talking fictional presidents. Yep. But I would I would like to include, especially one, probably the, I'm just going to say it, the greatest representation of a living president, or no longer living president, Daniel Day Lewis is Lincoln. Yeah. Hands down has to be the best portrayal. I've got a clip, I think. Hold on. Let me get it. Yeah, i got a clip. Maybe. The bondman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk. And until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword,
0: as was said 3,000 years ago, so still it must be said the judgments of the Lord are
1: true and righteous altogether. Man, that he just did a, such a
2: great job. He's, uh, yeah. He embodies what we would think. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Right. Like, yeah. Obviously, none of us can look right. at that and be like, oh, that's a he nailed it. Yeah. But based on everything that I've seen, I think that's
1: yeah. that's pretty spot on. He nails the look. I mean, just nails it. Um and he carries himself that way. That again, just another great movie. But uh Daniel David Lewis is Lincoln, he's gotta be high up there. Uh, you got any others? Uh how about josh brolin yeah as george w bush yeah i have that on here too
2: <laughs> uh did you did you watch w no i've seen clips and bits and pieces of it i've never watched it from it beginning. it feels like again. a parody i yeah that's that's
1: how i thought that it was yeah uh there's been a lot of people that have, have will ferrell he done. might be the most parodied president yeah probably I mean, maybe that's just because that was the era I grew up watching, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I know Clinton has a lot of parodies too, but W just seems to have – I think he was just so imitatable. It's easy to do that, Yeah, you know, Texas. Yeah. And I had heard – I don't know. You, you're you more of a, a political nerd than I am, so you might be able to live fact check me on this. But I, I had watched something. I want to say it was a clip from Masterclass because he does a Masterclass. And it was him saying that he intentionally – made up words like that, that his expositiations and stuff like that, like those dumb sounding made up words. He did it on purpose. There, There is no doubt at all that
2: George W. Bush is a very, I mean, you don't yeah, become president right. of the United States by being dumb. Yeah. So any of that portrayal that, that you thought, uh, I think in his own way, it could have been somewhat like Donald Trump who, was an entertainer. Yeah. And a lot of times the Donald Trump that we saw is maybe not who the real Donald Trump is. Really. And so I think that there's no doubt in my mind that George W. Bush would do man, so and you that's could take like calculated... I mean calculated he he could take some of those things to kind of lower the guards of people. Yeah. Or I, maybe to lower expectations see, and of people. See, I could he's imagine that, with.
1: man, after after nine eleven. You know, because because I mean, you saw him. He turned it on during the tragedy time. Uh, I, George W. Bush standing
2: in New York City making with, that speech with the bullhorn is very much like th- yeah. the Thomas Whitmore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to run through the wall for that guy, right? You know, uh,
1: so I could I could totally see it. Whether it's it's true or not, I don't know, but I, I could totally see it. Speaking of George W. Bush, uh, the last one I have here to mention was Sam Rockwell played George W. Bush. But the star of that show, the movie Vice, is Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Yes, I, I mean, forgot about that. Unbelievable transformation to become him. Yes, and just nails it. I, I completely forgot it. I've never seen it. I've just seen the, clips. The movie itself is not. I don't care for. It's not a great movie personally. Uh, it's it's a weird. It's arts art housey kind uh, of. Okay. It's it's how it's put together and chopped together is just not my style, but. Him as Cheney is incredible. Incredible. Um, who else you got? That's 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 my list, I think. I have completed my list. Okay. Wow. Look at us. Completing our lists at the same time. All right. Uh, let's get into... I've got just a littlest bit of feedback Ooh. to give. All right. And, we like uh, <laughs> and then uh, we'll bracket this thing out.
0: We love hearing you talk about us. It's time for the best things about the best things. Want to hear your feedback on the show? Email feedback at bestthingspod.com or tap the link in the episode notes to send a voicemail.
1: Okie dokie. Uh... And really, I'm just doing this feedback section just to remind you guys, hit us up with, uh, uh, give us a review. I don't think we have even asked for a review since we've been back. (laughs) Wow, we haven't. Uh, So if you're listening an hour into this thing, then you're already a fan. I don't care if you listen to every episode and you have never left us a review, do it. If you have left a review before, leave another one. Because we would love to, number one, hear what you have to say. Number two, it just really helps us out as well. Um, with that being said, uh, one piece of feedback, we did a Valentine's day episode last week, Well, how'd your Valentine's day go? How'd your meal go? Uh, it was good. Was it good? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I had
2: a few people reach out and ask, a, uh, and offer suggestions for a potato dish. Apparently I had said I hadn't fully yeah. landed on a potato dish. So I appreciate those of you who reached out and suggested some potato ideas.
1: Uh, we went with potatoes, gratin. Ah, that's a good, that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing scallop potatoes this week sometime too. And,
2: and it looked like your meal was good as well. It was very good.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was. It was delicious. Uh, brace short ribs with mash and uh, broccoli, carrot. Yeah, you ever had mushy peas. I'm not a fan. Neither am I. I've had them. I don't mind green peas and stuff, but mushy peas, not so much. Like green peas in your tuna casserole. Hey, not so much. <laughs> uh. Anyway, this is in re- a reference to our Valentine's Day episode. We were talking about how uh you might get proposed to on Valentine's. And uh, And we had somebody that got engaged. Uh no. Listening no. to our podcast. <laughs> yes, they were they were listening to it together and just said, "Guess <laughs> this what?"
2: Is, this is the moment.
1: <laughs> no, over on what was a TikTok YouTube, I don't remember. I think it's TikTok. Brooke underscore Ann underscore o one o four said, "I'll be so mad if I get proposed to on Valentine's Day or Christmas." <laughs> this uh, is somebody who does not want to be proposed to on this holiday.
2: I have heard that sentiment from others.
1: Yeah, uh, I I know there are other people who share that. Yeah, just don't don't do it if it's like. I know, I know our our guy brain it's the size of a mushy pea. <laughs> We think it's going to be uh, extra romantic. Just don't. Just do it on some time that's actually going to surprise them. Yeah. Not when it's expected of you. Uh, all right. Uh, did you have any worsts? We just want to bypass the worst, or did you have some worsts?
2: Uh, no. Not not really, other okay. than I didn't think Jamie Foxx's yeah. portrayal was that great, and I think Frank Underwood and Claire Underwood, just as far as – the uh, actual characters were really bad
0: people
1: yeah okay I'm here for that as well all right let's bracket it out
0: if you want to be the best you have to beat the rest this is the best things bracket
1: okay I'm pretty sure I start every bracket by saying okay okay (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head, but I just felt like I had to say it, so I don't know. I don't remember who went first last week, do you? I do not remember. I think you did, because it was your idea. That sounds right. That sounds right. So, uh, all right, we're going to do... We're going to split the bracket in half, right? We're going to do yep. TV on one side, movies on the other. It sounds good until it doesn't. Okay. Um. So... We're going to do TV first, and I'm going to take Jed Bartlett. Surprised? No.
2: Okay. In that case, I'll take uh, Whitmore for movies.
1: Okay. Whitmore for movies. Um, I'll stick with movies. That way you get a high next pick on the TV make it as even as we can over here I'm gonna go I had it on I forgot I already already written I'm gonna go Daniel Day Lewis good choice good choice as Lincoln next for TV for you
2: TV for me unfortunately I have been deleting so that way I remember where I've been today. And now I don't know. Let's see if I can undo, undo, undo. undo all of these. Go back and find.
1: Uh, Leave no reference. <laughs> Save space. Um, that one terabyte computer <laughs> you've got in front of you. Want am going to get rid of this little bit of text. <laughs>
2: um... <laughs> I think I want David Palmer from 24. Okay. (laughs) I don't really remember who all we've talked about at this point. Oh, gosh, that's funny.
1: All right. I'm going to go back to TV. I'm going to take Kiefer Sutherland, President Kirkman from Designated Survivor. Okay,
0: movies uh, for you.
2: Movies. Give me uh, Harrison or James Marshall's Harrison Ford, Air Force okay. One.
1: All right, uh, and this is my last one in movies. Um, I think. Oh, this is. This is tricky, but I'm going to go Aaron Eckhart as President Asher from Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, wow. Your last one in the category of television. I
2: want um, Conrad. What did I say his name was? From Madam Secretary. Okay. I was going to say Conrad Reynolds, but that is a politician from Arkansas. (laughs) His name was Conrad, though.
1: Okay. Bracket is all set. Uh, Let's start it off in TV. We have Jed Bartlett, played by Martin Sheen in the West Wing, versus Conrad from Madam Secretary. Three, two, one. Jed Jed Bartlett. All right. We have uh, Whitmore played by Bill Pullman from Independence Day versus Aaron Eckhart from Olympus Has Fallen and the like. Uh, Three, two, one. Whitmore. Yeah. I was about to say Whitlock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have uh, President Kirkman played by Kiefer Sutherland from Designated Survivor versus David Palmer from 24. Three, Hang on, hang on. We have what now? Kirkman, Keith for Sutherland. Oh, okay. Designated survivor, David Palmer, 24. Three, two, one, David Palmer. Palmer. Okay. And I am I am giving them that just for longevity because designated survivor went right off the cliff. Harrison Ford from Air Force One versus Daniel Day Lewis from Lincoln three three two one Daniel day Lewis okay Jed Bartlett David Palmer three two one Jed, Jed Bartlett Whitmore Bill Pullman versus Daniel day Lewis as Lincoln three two one Whitmore. Whitmore. Has anybody uh, advanced so far on just one speech? (laughs) I mean, he's great in the whole movie. Uh, Uh, Especially, spoiler alert, after the wife dies and he has to comfort his daughter. Yes. Which is hitting really different for me right now. (laughs) Uh, He does a great job with that, too. And then gets right back. I think it was right after that that he makes the speech. So you talk about extra fuel. Yeah. Okay. Tough call. From, from this corner, movies, we've got Whitmore, this corner, TV, Bartlett. Whitmore v. Bartlett. It's like an election. <laughs> we got to cast our votes. In three, two, one, Bartlett. Bartlett, Bartlett for president. Congratulations. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man,
2: you know what I should have done? I thought you were going to play Hail to the Chiefs. I Chief. was just about to
1: say we should have had Hail to the Chiefs queued was, up and ready to go was, uh, dang it a real dang that it, man that should have absolutely done that man oh well didn't do it okay uh let's <laughs> that was
2: let's battle it out
0: it may be the best thing today but is it the best thing of all time it's time for the best thing battle
1: Okay, so we know Josiah Bartlett is the best fictional president, which, you know, a lot of the lists that we looked up, he was not number one. No. Th- those people just don't have taste. And I, guess they don't so. know. I guess so. I guess so. I saw Mar- uh, Michael Douglas's yeah, yeah. At number one in a lot of those. Yes. Which is fine. He, he's, he's great, too. I just think Bartlett, I think just the show is better than the movie, too. Yep. Um, okay. We've got uh, Bartlett versus a Valentine's Day trip. This is going to be tricky because are you wanting to live in fantasy <laughs> or are you <laughs> wanting to live in the real world? <laughs> uh, uh,
2: I don't know. For a lot of people, they do live in fantasy. Uh, I, I'm convinced of.
1: <laughs> like, a hey, true story. Hey, snap out of it! Wake up! Get back to reality. Uh, that's true. Uh, okay, we got to make the call. Uh, are there any kind of parameters we need to to go by? Or are we just just go going for j- it. Just feel it and say it. Okay. Here we go.
2: Valentine's Day trip versus... Whatever tickles you deep Jed, in your soul. Jed Bartlett.
1: I don't like it when you say tickle.
2: Does Jed Bartlett tickle you deep <laughs> in your soul? Okay. That's. That's the question I'm asking you. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. We're going to move on. All right. Valentine's Day, Jed Bartlett, three, two. One Valentine's, Valentine's Day, day trip. trip. Yep. We live in the real world, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Uh, do you know what the S in Harry S. Truman stands for?
1: <laughs> Hold on. Are we doing Are we doing trivia time now? Is yeah, there... we'll do a little Presidents' Day uh, okay trivia here. Uh, the S in Harry S. Truman.
2: Yep. Samuel. Nope. It doesn't stand for anything. Oh come on. He just had an S. Uh. Which two presidents died on the same
1: exact day? Oh, I feel like I know this, but I don't. Um, Well, they weren't both active presidents. Nope, they were not. Were either of them active?
2: Not at the time. Okay. I'm going to guess Harding and Garfield. That's a good guess, but it's not correct. It was John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. They both died on July 4th, 1826, which was the 50th anniversary of the approval of the Declaration of Independence. Wow. Who was the third president that died on July 4th? Different year, but we had three presidents all die on July 4th. You know who that was? Um, Coolidge. (laughs) No. (laughs) James Monroe. Uh... Do you know which president was stuck in a bathtub? Uh, Hang on, I just forgot his name. I'm going <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm going to say Garfield
1: because that would be funny because of the cat.
2: No, it was uh, President uh, Taft, William Howard Taft. Okay. He was uh, over 350 pounds. Wow. And uh, back in the day, he got stuck in a bathtub wow. in the White House. Interesting. Uh, which president died soonest after becoming president?
0: Oh,
1: oh, I know this. Um, it's like 45 days, wasn't it? It was 32 days. Oh, wow. It's very short. Was it Harrison?
2: It was William Henry Harrison. Thank you. Yeah. He, uh, I got one. He... He gave such a long inauguration speech in yeah, the rain. He, he droned on and on and on. He got pneumonia. pneumonia and died from it. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, his grandson, Benjamin Harrison, ended up becoming president as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, which president won a Grammy Award? <sighs> Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has probably won a Grammy, hasn't he?
1: Uh... I'm going to guess uh, Ronald Reagan?
2: No. Nope. Uh, it was Barack Obama. Oh, really? He won it for his voiceover work on his audiobook, Dreams from My Father. Interesting. I was
1: thinking Reagan because he was in the entertainment he was, business. He was a movie
2: uh, star. Yep. Uh, I enjoy a lot of Ronald Reagan old films. And let's see here. I've got one more. Where did okay. it go?
1: I had a good one. Um, one. I got at least one right. So You did. I'm feeling, I'm riding high. Oh, there it is.
2: Which president uh, is
1: pretty good at playing the saxophone? Oh, that's one. William Jefferson Clinton. You, you got it. Yeah. yeah. You can't be from Arkansas and not know that. You can't be from Arkansas and not know that. Played it on uh, the, the Tonight Show. Played do it on City Hall.
2: Do you know what the name of the band he was in was called? Oh, that I don't know. Three Blind Mice. Oh, really? <laughs> Three blind
1: mice. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh. Will, William Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, whose presidential library sits in Little Rock. Looks like a... Uh, Most people <laughs> think it looks like a trailer. Looks like a trailer. <laughs> looks just like... Way <laughs> to go, Arkansas. <laughs> way I mean, to go. <laughs> I wish we could have done a little better than that. You know, I was I was over there not uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, inside is, is incredible. Uh, the outside, I mean... It, I can see what you think that, you know, when you just drive by, but you're right up there with it. It doesn't really look, you know, It just it's just a big rectangle.
2: It just happens to be when it... It's very industrial looking, though, when you're driving yeah. down the freeway and you look over there yeah. at it next to everything else that's around. And I
1: think it doesn't help, you know, I think that they thought this is going to be really cool. It's going to overhang into the Arkansas River, and that is a cool idea, but I think that little elevation makes it yeah. look like it's sitting on, you know, The wheels. concept, <laughs> it's just,
2: it didn't work pan yeah. out in real life. Uh, one of my bucket list items is to eventually make it to every presidential uh, how, library and museum. How many
1: have you made? About uh, three. <laughs> got a ways, go. go. <laughs> ways to go. got a ways to go. Although
2: not, you know, not every president has a, you know, library. Oh, really? So, um, they're, it's a fairly recent thing.
1: So, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, happy President's Day. Go get you a mattress. <laughs> Is there some good deals on those today? There's always some kind is of furniture stuff? day sale, you know. No, always... Memorial Day is furniture. Yeah, there's always something out there.
2: Uh, you got anything else? No. Um,
1: just go go vote today. <laughs> It's the uh, the Nate Bargazzi thing. He's like, he's like, I'm an adult now, so every morning I get up, I drink a coffee, I go vote because I do that every day because I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, I just watched this special, by the way. It was really good. Cracks me up. Um, uh, him answering the door oh, in his suit. <laughs> Dude, we need to add that to the list. Comedians. Oh,
2: a comedians episode. would be yeah, great. We do. We need to do that. I wonder if we could get Nate on the
1: podcast. Oh, man, that would be. Wouldn't incredible. that be amazing? That he be he amazing. was on local radio this week. That's true. Yeah. And he was not even doing anything around here. No, he's not. <laughs> he they just, just topped, had him on. Just on. So
2: can we can we get Nate on? We can pull some strings. I'm sure. I mean, we both grew up in
1: Christian families yeah. from the 90s. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot in common <laughs> oh, with oh, Nate, I think, yeah. to talk about. Oh, yeah, we do. All right. Well, that'll do it then for the best things. I'm Craig. I'm Aaron. We'll talk at you next time. Goodbye. Go vote.
0: Thanks for listening to the best things podcast. If you liked today's episode, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening now. And remember, connect with us on the socials at best things pod, and you may hear your take on an upcoming episode.